All right, welcome back in to another episode of Hog Ball. We're recording this on a Sunday after the Hogs go down in Tulsa to OU, 79-70. to 70. No one went yesterday, correct? Nope. Nope, I wasn't there. I did uh, have a buddy who's yeah. not really a basketball fan who said, yeah, my buddy has tickets. He just told me to beat, meet him at Bud Walton. <laughs> and I was like, dang it. I bet he thinks or thought the game was at Bud Walton. Oh no! <laughs> Did he show up? <laughs> I don't know. I I uh, was I haven't it Grant? talked to him. No, it was Jacob <laughs> Plunkett. Oh, he was like, he's like, y'all going to the game tomorrow? I'm like, no. He's like, yeah. My buddy said he has tickets. Just meet me at Bud Walton. I'm like, interesting. Pretty I didn't think anything. I was like, wow. I was like, light maybe cr- they're carpooling. They're carpooling or something. Got there and was like, wow, light crowd. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, doors are locked. Yeah, in the world. yeah. Um, yeah rough game. Yeah, rough, go, uh, yeah, just thoughts on the initial, initial thoughts on the game. Real quick before we go there, what's one item on your Christmas list that you really hope you get? Hmm. Um, I will go first. I will say I want a new pair of Allbirds sh- shoes. You got a style? Mm. Um, I like the. I have a pair of the. The high tops, um, and I want a pair of the more casual, uh, everyday shoes. Mm-hmm. Big, yep. big fan of Allbirds. Yeah, same. Daniel just got a pair of Allbirds, didn't you? What, like two weeks or a month ago? I got like it. It's kind of like one of their everydays, but it's more of like the sneaker. I need to see. I need to. An I really like sneaker? it. It's like an every. <laughs> nice. It's but it's less like. Um, it's definitely a different design than what they typically do, but it is still pretty plain. Yeah. I got the all white version of it. Dude, very comfortable. Yeah, I like I like the wool runners. Yeah. Yeah, the wool runners are great. AD. Hmm, good question. I'm gonna go with some shoes as well. I although I don't know what kind. Okay. But I Sick. am gonna say any, some shoes. Any Just some, I mean, uh I'm gonna go with like some I need a new pair of like gray Kohan Zero G's. I wore mine to church this morning and realized that they were a little worn down. So maybe yeah, I noticed that. Those. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I noticed that too, dude. Everyone was talking about it. Even the yeah. pastor was like, "Dude, hold on." He's hold like, on. "Who's that guy sitting back there with the weird worn out Kohan G's?" He's like, "We're about materialistic things here, so <laughs> yeah. please change." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, what about you, question. Daniel? Y'all go. I actually do want a pair of Allbirds as well again, but I'm not going to say that. I have a, there's this book that I really want. It's called Four Seasons in Rome. It's by the same guy who wrote All the Light We Cannot See. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that one, like book of the year a few years ago. But I really like the guy, the way he writes. I like his style. And so I'm hoping to get that. And I think I will. I hope I will. I asked for it. So. Big old gift. Know, $15 book. I, I would hope I get that. Yeah, that's a good know. gift. Yeah, you're right. You never know, though. You're right. Santa may be tied on budget this year. He might be, yeah. Do you, you know, do we have trivia today? Uh, we do not have trivia. I can maybe get something by the end, not the beginning. Ooh, oh, nice. Ooh. mixing it up. All right, all right. Anyways, back to the regular broadcast. What, what was the question? Yes, or just Chase? Uh, initial thoughts on the Oklahoma game yesterday. Lost 79-70. Just first initial thoughts. Oh, well... There's a lot. Um, a, Oklahoma is a very well-coached team. Uh, we were debating in the group chat, us three here, if Duke or Oklahoma was better. 
Oklahoma is a better coach team, maybe talent-wise, Duke's better, but I, the way they were playing defense on us, granted, we didn't help ourselves much, but when we were driving, I thought they did a really good job of closing down. So defenders, if you're helping off, they were collapsing on the guy driving the ball. Yeah. And I I don't know. L. Ellis did this once or twice. Someone else did it as well. We're having a couple problems with, like, jumping and then looking for a pass. Um, so that was frustrating to see. Just could not get it going. Oklahoma was, just seemed to be on. I think I texted one of you guys, points in the paint at halftime was 26-10 favoring Oklahoma, um, which was, that's you never want to see that. Um, yeah. Especially, I think they were also leading us on uh, free throws attempted and made. So, yeah, a lot of problems, a lot of one-on-one ball. Um, I think we still gave up too many easy baskets, but they're a good team, and we've got a lot to figure out, though. This this team compared to last year, um, I saw someone last night on Twitter kind of saying, well, you know, this is typical with Muss, whatever, but I'm like, this is a different team, though. It's not, it's not exactly the same situation. So I'm, I'm anxious to see. You got three non-cons left, I think. Uh, UNC Wilmington, they just beat Kentucky. None of these are easy. So, yeah. um, and then SEC play will come here quick. So, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of problems. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens. So what were y'all's thoughts? Yeah, I thought similar things. Um, I thought you could tell the outcome of the game within the first five minutes, what it was kind of be like. Our, their half-court defense was really good. And our half-court offense was really bad. And our half-court defense was really bad. I mean, our on-ball defense was the worst it's looked all year. Like, not did, even close. Did you... Uh, so, went real quick. I don't want to interrupt, but this is my thought. We were texting as well yesterday. I feel like... And I just wanted to see if you agree or disagree with this. I feel like we were playing up in the half-court too much. Like, almost like, man, Oklahoma can't handle the ball, so we're going to press into them. I feel like, though, they were getting around us and kicking it out for threes because they'd get around and we'd collapse in. Yeah, the only I, reason I think we were doing that, we were trying to get as many easy points as possible. And obviously, for us, that's mm-hmm. in fast break and yeah. going fast. And I think the best way probably to do that was getting a turnover early into the possession or close to half court where we can run. That that was my only theory on why we were doing that. Um but yes, I agree. I thought we let just so many guys just make one move and they were biased. And you can only have, well, I think we're like the, we're second in the country in blocks, but you can't rely on blocks to put, to have good defense. There's only a certain amount of times in a half court set, you're going to get a chance to block a shot. And so if they're going to make a move to the basket, 80% of the time, they're they're going to get a look. Yeah, we'll probably block that one out of 10 times. But um, I think our guards just almost rely on that our big guy to be there. And mm-hmm. most of the time, we can't be. But yeah, I thought off the or on ball off the dribble defense was really bad. And then offense just... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know what we're doing on offense. Um, it seems like a lot of one-on-one our point guards are really struggling to seemingly get us in the offense. seems like we're not in our flow in the offense until there's 10 seconds left in the shot clock. And I can't, I can't even count how many shot clock violations we had yesterday. Um, yeah. So all in all, I will say this. I do think Oklahoma is a very good team. Porter Mosier 
I mean, is a very good coach. I think finally probably has his guys that he wants. They're eight and zero, haven't lost. They don't have a great schedule right now, but um, good team. I'm a little worried, and I, I I'll let Daniel go before I get too much into this. I'm a little worried. We are. We've kind of we've seen the same kind of team uh, multiple times outside of Bud Walton. Bud Walton, it seems like we're a different team than we are on the road, and that makes me kind of nervous. Um, I'll keep it really short, and y'all have kind of already said it. We can't. We don't get any easy buckets. We make every team look like the greatest defensive team that has ever lived, and. For a team that got a lot of transfers who averaged 15-plus, I don't know how they averaged 15-plus in their respective teams because we can't even, like, get past our guy. Like, legit, the only guy we have who consistently gets by his dude and he doesn't even shoot it is Layden Blocker, and he doesn't even play a lot. Like, he'll get by his guy, and then he'll make a bad pass, or he won't shoot it, or he'll kick it out or whatever. No one out, like... Caleb Battle only makes difficult shots. Tremont Mark only makes difficult pull-ups. L. Ellis just sometimes decides not to play the entire game. I don't even know. Like it, I don't know. It was frustrating to watch, but that's kind of been all year. Like even Duke, yeah, we beat Duke, but think about how many late shot clock like threes we made to in order to to win that game. So uh, yeah, it was first. You know observation was there's no easy buckets for us but chase what were you gonna say what worries you uh just i mean if you look at us in the bahamas how just like kind of unmotivated we looked on defense and in offense too but um and then yesterday uh outside of bud walton i don't know if that's a real thing or not that's just what it looked like we played three games the bahamas and one uh, outside of Bud Walton yesterday in Tulsa, and it just seems like a completely different, different team. It makes me think that we are not a good basketball team outside of Bud Walton. If yeah. you look at the three games in the Bahamas, look at the one game in, outside of Bud at Tulsa, it makes me think that Duke would have beaten us by 30 if that game is anywhere else but Bud Walton. Why do we think that is? Is It can't be just chemistry. My theory, and y'all tell me if you think this is just rubbish, is that... Most of our transfers that we've got came from losing programs. They're great. Pl- they're good players. They're really good players. Like Temple wasn't good. Louisville was absolutely horrible. Memphis, eh, whatever. Cincinnati, they haven't been what they've been in the past. So we got like really good players from losing programs. And so that like mentality that you're talking about, like going into a game kind of nonchalant. He, it, Tremont Mark confuses me because Houston's a winning program. And he came obviously came from Houston, but does that you think that holds any weight, or it's just we don't have the chemistry right now? I think part of it is a chemistry issue. I, I mean, for let's just imagine, you know, L. Ellis, for example, last year. I'm not. I don't know how many points he was averaging. I know it was what between 15 and 20. That team was terrible. When you're coming off of a screen for a year or two years, however long he was doing it. He is lit like the only thought in his mind all of last year when he was at Louisville is to shoot it, basically, unless he's like double teamed. So yeah. that that's not just a, you know, day, week fix. That's like repetition in games. And I think when you see him struggle like that, it he kind of loses his confidence. Um and, you know, it just seems like we don't really have like 
on, on offense at least really an identity yet. It's just a lot of one on one. Um yeah, I just I don't know. I, I think yeah, part of it's chemistry and just kind of figuring out how all these guys fit together in this in this piece. Like how how these guys rotate them in and out, um, who works together well and we've seen variations where they do and but you know yesterday it just was like man nothing you can't really get any consistency or anything going yeah so but yeah, yeah for sure i think part of it's con- just chemistry and taking time to to mesh with each other yeah yeah uh, on the lls thing i was looking at the box score i i don't think any of us think of him as an elite scorer and i don't i don't think we rely on him to be a necessarily a scorer I think he's a good or can be a good man. He was a great game manager against Duke. Um, did pretty well controlling the tempo, controlling our offense. But I think what he does is get gets by his men and then sets up guys to score, right? I think he should be yep. a heavy assist guy. Do you know how many hit assists he had yes, yesterday against Oklahoma? I think he had zero, zero or one. He had zero assists yesterday. Yeah. He only played nine minutes, uh, eight minutes. So I don't think he played much in the second half, which I don't know. Second half to me, just, I think you throw the second half out of the, out the window. I don't think it really matters, but still, Mm -hmm. I mean, zero assists from your point guard, uh, Leighton blocker came in, played point guard, zero assists. That can't happen. That's bad. That, that like this team this year with, Anthony Black, I think, would be just unreal because he's such a good point guard, pass first guy, but can also has the ability to get in the paint because he's so tall and hit that little ten foot, eight to ten foot yep. floater. Um, that's that's yeah. missing. Makai Mitchell led our team in assists yesterday. That's insane. <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> I mean, good for him, but that's not what you want by any stretch. I do wish in the second half more so we would have, and we did it a couple times, but go if you're playing so much one-on-one dump it inside and let's try to get some baskets in there because a you either try to get a basket you get fouled or b you get a basket in the next couple possessions the defense starts collapsing on let's say mitchell and you can kick it out for three i feel like there's a Mm. lot of trying to drive from the three-point line not really inside out but yep yeah i i think what you said yesterday was also true i so we'll transition here. I think we've talked, I mean, most of the points about yesterday. Um, going forward, if you're if you're must, what changes would you make? And I think one of them, AD, said yesterday, I don't know if this team is ever going to get to a really good defensive team. I just, just, I, I just, if we do, that's great. I think must will continue to try to get us there, and I hope it happens. I think we have a lot of talented guys on offense, like we said earlier, that came from teams that they were the guy on losing teams and they're trying to be the guy on this team. I do think we have a lot of offensive firepower, though, when they're all on. But it seems like he's still trying to play a defensive lineup most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he, I don't think he gives – I mean, I would like to see Davenport on the court even more because he at least – poses a three-point threat. I'm still of the belief that I'd like to see Pinion more just because it at least makes the defense stay on the perimeter and guard them. 
I, I, if yeah. I'm making a change, and I'll ask this to y'all, I'll, I'll answer it in the next. What changes would you make? I'm going all in on offense now. I, I'm just going to try to outscore you 90 to 85. Uh, I'm going to try to not necessarily play like Alabama, but I'm, I'm just going to hope I'm going to put my best five scores out there and see if you can outscore us because Mus's philosophy since he's been here, and it's worked. I mean, in the tournament, it's worked for the most part. We're going to guard you. We're going to be physical. Our offense is not going to look great, but we're going to score enough to beat you basically. And then he gets that defense and it works by the end of the year. I think this team is kind of the opposite where we have so many scores. And I don't know if it's that they don't want to play defense. They just don't understand Mus's system, whatever it is. Um, I think you go Davenport. I think you see blocker more because I think he can facilitate the offense pretty well making plays. Um, I just, I think Graham can be efficient on offense. He at least, like I said, with Davenport, stretches out the defense. That's the route I would go. Just, I don't know. That's, that's. I don't think the route Musk is going to go because we've seen in the past how hard he's going to be yeah. on defense with them. But, and I trust Musk, again, just saying all this, but that's kind of where I would go. What If y'all were to make any changes right now, going with three more non-con games and then getting the SEC, kind of where would you look to make changes? I think, I mean, I would get experimental. One thing I would like to see is run some pick and roll with between guards. So run like a Tremon Mark battle pick and roll. Run a, um, like, run Tremon off of a screen going to his left. Run it with like a blocker, someone who can cut, and then have Davenport on like the corners come back up to the wing. Something like that, I think. Just some pick and rolls between guards. I would also like to see... Um, whether it be Graham or someone, just attack the middle a little bit more. I think these next three games is really going to be important going into the long term about establishing uh, especially kind of an inside consistent presence. I think everyone has the potential to do it, but just building confidence going into conference play I think would be huge. Um, I mean, I would also like to see, um, yeah, I, I think at this point in the season – I think Blocker probably needs to, I mean, he needs to play more than L. Ellis. Um, I'm not really sure what to think about Devo, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, run some pick and rolls probably between guards. Um, also wouldn't mind seeing us try to, like, do a little zone, just some experimental stuff. Just to, you know, I, I think he, uh, Musselman yesterday in his press conference, mentioned how much change needs to be made. I think, being experimental right here is, is perfectly fine to do it. Um, you should beat these next three teams just off of talent. So why not switch it up and see if you can find something that, uh, in terms of SEC play, can help us. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think you have to be experimental. I don't know if Musselman will. My, my immediate changes would be that L. Ellis does not play anymore. Yeah, I would agree. Because he doesn't bring enough on offense, and on defense, he's so bad. Pinion, I like the idea of Pinion, but he is also so bad on defense. I think Davenport is just a better version. Maybe not as good of a shooter, Mm -hmm. but a better defender. I would... There's there's two people that need significantly more playing time, in my opinion, and it's, like, like you said, Chase, 
Musselman goes all defense, and it's worked. So, like, again, we're not coaches. He's He knows what he's doing. But I would put in, for sure, I would start Jalen Graham and let him play close to 20 minutes a game because that dude can straight score. And his defense has actually come a long way. He's gotten a lot better defense. He, I mean, he had some blocks yesterday that you were like, wow, this guy's mm-hmm. awesome. I would put him as almost like a your offensive big man, so inside let him just post up and like do his little hook shot and stuff. Uh, and then Layden Blocker, I mean, I'm a big Layden Blocker fan. I think he just, he has so much potential and he plays really hard. And as weird as this sounds, I think kids from Arkansas who get the chance to play just play harder because it to them it means something more than these kids who they they Arkansas didn't recruit them. They're not from Arkansas. They only came here this year, so they don't really they don't really care that much, right? I would put Lane Blocker. I'd start him and say like, "Hey, you're going to play close to 20 minutes a game. You're going to be our starting point guard, and like you need to look to score some." Back to the Devo thing that you said, AD. I'm so confused about Devo this year. He like has shots wide open and he won't shoot them. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, if you're not going to do that, your defense also hasn't been that good this year either. Like. I almost say, like, okay, you're rolling with either him or Tremont Mark over. And I know they kind of play slightly different positions, but I think they can do a lot of the same things. Tremont's a better scorer, a little bit taller, a little bit longer. But Devo's been really, really confusing to me. I think the other thing you have to do is say, Tremont Mark, do not ever do one-on-one stuff. And I'm not trying to take away from him because dude put up 30 in the Bahamas. But when he goes one-on-one, we don't look good offensively at all. And so I would, I would experiment. Yeah, I, I would be like, as far as Mark goes, I think a comfortable position for him that I'm fine with is getting him the ball like right above the free throw line and letting him face up. Because I feel like he's really good from there. But when he's dribbling out past the three and he's kind of bouncing around and taking a fade away from the elbow, I'm like, dude, it's bad. We can get a better yeah. shot than that. We can get a better shot than yeah, that. Tivo, yeah, dude, yesterday, that McCollin guy for Oklahoma who was very good, but Tivo... Three, I think two or three times I counted. There was McCall. I know he's McCollum's good guard, but yeah, Devo's effort on two or three of those plays. McCollum, I think, scored on all of them. He, I know he scored on two, and I think he had an assist on the other one. It was really like not Devo esque. He was he was standing straight up. Knees. He was not in an athletic position. I'm like, dude, like this guy's small and quick. It, the effort should have mm-hmm. been a little better. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was rough. The thing we know we're getting from Devo is. We don't know what we're getting from Devo, unfortunately. <laughs> until March, there's some until games March rolls where, around. Right, and there's some games where Devo is Devo and can be really good. And nine times out of ten, that's not until March. So maybe just sit them until March. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, the SEC is going to yeah. be interesting this year because I don't – there's not a team that I'm like, oh, they're – I mean, I think Kentucky possibly, but I'd, even them, I'm like, there's not anyone that is – in my eye, I've seen that's like going to run away with the conference. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I think Mus is really good at, and to the contrary, probably not as good at, is if there's a team that relies on one guy to kind of run their offense to score is their guy, we're, he's a mastermind at figuring out how to shut him down for the most part. Yeah. If there's a team like yesterday with Oklahoma where, yeah, their point guard was probably their best player, but they got five scores on the court. It seems like that, those are the teams that we don't know what to do. 
kind of we get very lost. If there's a is it, if there's a team that has a an ED or um, two years ago the Gonzaga Filipowski, uh, Filipowski, a Drew Timmy. Yeah, it seems like he's so good at figuring out how to shut those guys down and make them go to somewhere else. But a, a team like UConn last year, who obviously was just better than us, but they had five guys that it's just we just it seems like we just don't know what to do defensively if we don't have one guy we're just trying to shut down the whole game. Yeah. Um all right, yeah, those are those are good changes. I think we all agree and I don't think any of those will be actually implemented, so it'll be fun to see what Mus actually does. <laughs> yeah. Going forward, you get three more non-con non-con games. You go next Saturday against Lipscomb uh in Little Rock. Everyone knows how well we always play in Little Rock. <laughs> so it'll be fun to watch. Uh, 21st against Abilene Christian and then the 30th against UNC Wilmington. So three more games sitting at the conference. You absolutely cannot drop one of those three games or you're, I mean. That's not good. Way, yeah, way deep in it. <laughs> yeah. It didn't Lipscomb beat someone semi-recently that wasn't too bad i thought they did but i could be wrong give me a second yeah are we so we're six and four right now yeah six and four and six and four really only have one bad i mean bad bad loss memphis isn't a terrible loss unc i think is better than what we initially thought they were going to be um your bad loss is to unc greensboro at home oklahoma i don't Will be a won't be a bad bad loss. So, you win these last three games. You're nine and four going into conference. Not the end of the world. Uh, pretty decent start to your SEC schedule. You got Auburn at Bud Walton. You go at Georgia at Florida. Two kind of mid tier teams before you get to A and M. So, and Auburn obviously is probably pretty good, but you get them at home. Um, yeah, I, I mean, no game in the SEC is easy, but uh, you're definitely not starting out out with a huge gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah, and we need to be like y'all said 9 and 4 going into SEC because I think you have to really, I mean, you really need to be around 20 wins before the SEC tournament mm -hmm. to feel secure about getting into the tournament, right? And so winning 11 as like like conference games, that's not easy. I mean, last year we went 8 and 10. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, man. I I'm not here sounding the alarm on the must bus because I feel like this kind of happens every year at different times of the year. We kind of have this lull where we're figuring stuff out. I hope that it's, you know, we play our worst basketball right now and then we only get better. But it does kind of feel like this team might have been just a lot of hype and not a lot of substance. And they just don't like don't mesh. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't have a great feeling about these next three games to be completely honest, especially um, uh, Wilmington, because they are good and they have they have experience. They pro I think I heard they have really good guards, and we have not played good against really good guards this year. So yeah, I don't know. Wilmington's a, a team that's made the tournament a, a few years. Seems like they've been a team in the tournament the last few years or a couple of the last three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with all that. That was one more thing I wanted to bring up and then we'll wrap it up soon. But so obviously this is Musk's fifth year. I think first year was COVID. 
and then we've seen three, basically three, basically three mirror years where we can't figure it out in December, January. We just look bad. We're losing games. And then literally almost at the switch of a button, our team fixes it. I just, I just want to hear why you think, like, just any reason you think that's happened literally three years in a row and hopefully a fourth year. But just any theory on why do you think that is? Like, does he tinker that much more than any other coach? Yes. And AD, I'll let you go after me real quick. I think it's his NBA background. Like, he did a lot of G League stuff and even across the seas. He is never sold on a lineup until, like, the very end, which is good. Like, he experiments all year, which is kind of frustrating. But, at least in history, the last three years, it has worked out for us. I will say this before I let AD go. I've heard so many people say, like, you don't want another coach other than Muss. And I love Muss, okay? But I look at some of these other, like, tier one programs or even like tier two programs who are like consistently in the top 10 all year. And I'm just like, why can't we do that? Like is Musk just really good at like tournaments and strategy. So like he's really good at when it gets to the round of 64, like, is that his strength? And if so, I'm like, that's great. Why can't you just be more consistent all year? Give me, give me the team that goes like 25 and five. That would be, that'd be great. I'd like that. I, and guess what? You can still go 25 and 5 and make the Elite Eight. And that's a better year than going whatever we did two years ago. It wasn't a great record in making the uh, Elite Eight. So I don't know. I don't really have a theory as much as I think it's just his NBA background. But I, why can't we be good regular season and postseason? I don't know. It's kind of frustrating. Yeah. I think just from a behind the scenes perspective, having and by no means am I an expert or anything like that but just I've I've over the years have like been at a lot of practices and stuff there are things that like let's just say I don't know let's just say Devo or LLS when you're practicing and when they're scrimmaging and when you're telling them hey fix this do this and you're seeing it in practice that doesn't necessarily mean that it'll then be transferred into a game for whatever reason that's not an automatic. So guys could be playing well in practice, doing what you know you want them to do, um, and then when you get into a game, for some reason they either don't, they either kind of regress back to what they were doing, or they're just, you know, they don't perform or they get they get nervous. They do stuff that L L S, for example, jumping twice on a turnover before trying to pass it. Um, I think that takes time, especially with all these newcomers. Um, college basketball has just changed so much in the past few years that when you're building an entire new roster, again, it takes a while for these guys to buy into the system, especially when they were option number one or number two on their previous teams. And yeah, that one of y'all mentioned it earlier, the probably the mentality shift too from programs of like, ah, it's okay if, you know, it's okay. We're Temple. We're Louisville. It's okay if we lose. It's not, but you know, it's not that big of a deal. We're just kind of here mm-hmm. to play. Where here, there's an expectation that you're held to a higher standard of, of not just winning but getting better throughout the year. Um, so I don't know if I have anything specific, but a lot of it is tinkering and figuring out this puzzle of 
10 guys, you know, and there's probably other extracurricular stuff too that goes into it. Like, I don't know, guys lose confidence or whatever, and you have to, you have to move people around and then that doesn't work. So it's definitely a long process. Yeah. I Real quick, Chase, before you go, I heard someone compare in the same way that Kentucky and Calipari gets like the, the high school, uh, you know, freshman one and dones. And so it's, it takes a lot of like, uh, you know, figuring out the chemistry between the team in, th- in that vein, like Musselman in Arkansas is becoming that for the transfer portal. I mean, our, <laughs> we don't have like any people from last year. Like it was Devo, Devo Mitchell and Brazil and Brazil was out. So he, I, th- I think it does take a while to your point, AD, but it's still frustrating. Sorry. Oh, Chase, I agree. Go. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree with all that. And I, I don't know if I completely like who who's to say last year we just didn't play incredible against Kansas and made more shots than they did rather than say they just they just decided to buy in before the Kansas game you know like did we really really figure it out last year or did we just play an incredible game against the Kansas I I I I do think we got question. better obviously throughout the year. We wouldn't have made the tournament. And you don't beat Kansas if you don't have at least a you know figured a few things out. But cuz I mean if you're if you play UConn in the second round and we get smoked like we did in the Sweet 16, do we ever are we saying last year's team figured it out? What if we would have beat UConn like we beat Kansas? Like in that, like, well, no, we then we lose to whoever it was the next round. Mm -hmm. But like, what if that was just like the one game we put it all together? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's you know what this is gonna people are gonna be like, no, you're stupid for saying this. I would rather lose first or second round, but be a potential like to be a preeminent top ten team all year. Give me that. So you want like a I want to be Houston type team. Yeah, I would take like a Houston or like Kansas isn't a great example, but they have had years where they had those years where they were losing a lot in the top uh, in the first two rounds of the tournament, you know. But then eventually they got to the point where they won the tournament. We, on the flip side, are not good in the regular season, and then we turn it on for the tournament. And I'm just like, come on, like I I don't know. I would rather. I think I'd almost at this point rather be a perennial. You'd rather be a top ten team. I'd. Give me Purdue, baby. <laughs> Who do you think has had more success in the last three years, Arkansas or Purdue? Are you talking about tournament? I'm talking How about as a basketball that? team. I'm asking Are, you to measure it. Um, you would say probably Arkansas, but I think I might say Purdue. They have more wins as a program. They probably have brought in more money to their program. So those are two big indicators. They They probably have the equal amount of NBA players. They just have lost one or two less games at the very end. I think I would say Arkansas, but it would be dependent on how much you value like a conference championship. I'm pretty sure Purdue won their, I think they won the Big Ten two out of the past three years or two out of the past four years. I yeah, think they though, have a player you, of the year. I would take a player of the year. I don't know, dude. I mean, it's all about the tournament. That's That's how you're measured, I think. I yeah, think I think you, so. I think you measure by tournament and conference championships. So yeah, if you were measuring I, conference championships too, for sure, like yeah. Possibly. I may have a better question. Who's had the better last three years, 
Arkansas or Alabama? Mm. Arkansas. Right. But I would love to have the number two pick in the draft. Well, they also won the conference. Well, I mean, we had the number six. I mean, I I don't know if it was, or I don't know. Give give me a top. Give me the number two. Give me two. (laughs) I don't know. It's easy to like critique your own team more. I know that. And we're, you know, we're kind of exaggerating here. I just, I I get it that there's a lull with Musselman, but I just kind of want us to be good all the time. I, I know it's too much to ask for as an Arkansas fan, but it's what I want. You're turning into the Arkansas fans that this you don't want. This is what like. I want. I know it really is. I'm becoming all like right, the right. guy who gets his well, hopes up. Well, one more, one more hypothetical, and then I'll I'll wrap it up. Do you think Arkansas basketball has been more successful than Arkansas baseball in the last four years? Oh, no. Yes. And I'll, the last four is that when they played for the World Series or no? I think I I don't know. It was the year after. I'll, I'll say five years, but I was just saying. If you're including that, there, then if you're including that year, then I would say baseball. If yeah, you're not if you're including, including that year, year I agree with baseball. baseball as well. Not you're, including you're, that year, we've made three World Series since then. Huh? Uh, maybe two. Omaha, we've made it to Omaha. Yeah. No, I know. Which we've is made like it the back, but I'm saying like, two or three times. But yeah. I, I don't know. That's tough. I feel like yeah. they're pretty equal. Like we're right there. Just come on, give me. If we get a Final Four, I will drop this argument because I think Final Four is, like, that's amazing. Like that. That to me, and we've been on the precipice of it. Elite Eight to me. I'm not saying it, it is insignificant because it's not, but it's kind of like okay, yeah. Give me a Final Four, baby. You're so close. You're so close. So close, baby. Are we closer to the Final Four or the college football playoff? Final Four. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think we'll agree in there. All right, I'll wrap it up with trivia question. Um, Arkansas won the 1995 National Championship. Who did we beat in the Sweet 16 that year? Oof. Do we have, is this a, uh, nope. is this a multiple choice? It is not. I'll tell you who would be. This is on the spot, too. This is on the spot. Um, Sweet 16, we would have been a one seed. We were a one seed, and we came off a win against NC, A, and T. And. I don't know. We'd be playing like the fours or four or five seed. Second round, we beat Georgetown. Uh, This team was. um, This team actually had some upsets before we played them. Uh, they beat UCLA what seed were they? in the first round. They were 12 seed. Oh. Um, mm. I'm going to go. I'll say this. I, I, uh, you, I'll give you a clue. This has hint, to. Yeah. This has to. Uh, oh, wait. Wait, AD. Sh- I you might hint? know it. I think What's I do hint? know it. I'm here, guess. AD looked it up. I, I did not look it up. Did not look it up. What's your guess? Wait, the hint. Uh, wait, what's your hint? hint? Because your hint my will hint, confirm. My hint, it is relevant to Arkansas's game yesterday against Oklahoma. Yep. I know what it is. I'm fairly certain. So I think Nolan had a connection to this program as well. What's your guess? Tulsa. Arkansas beat Tulsa in the Speed 16, 1994. Yep, correct. I would not have guessed that. I was going to guess Providence, 
with Sham God. That's obviously not not right. I think we played Providence the year after. I think in the tournament yeah. when we made. I think the they beat Michigan the next round, right in the Elite Eight. We beat Michigan. You know who we beat Michigan. the Final Four? I do not know who we beat in the Final Florida? Four. Florida or UNLV? Arizona. 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 So close. And uh, then we Florida, beat Duke beat Florida on Duke. the other side. So that's, Florida that's wasn't it was. in it, but yeah. And that was uh, Lon Kruger, who was the yeah. Oklahoma coach for a really long Otherwise time. known as Kruger Lon. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's his nickname. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. I'll have a, I have a closing. Are we doing picks or no? Not yet. No, we'll do them. Uh, we'll start our basketball tip picks next week, and then yeah. we will – uh, also have our college final college football picks as well. Okay. Well, I have one last question to close, and it's semi-serious. For Arkansas to to make a run this year, to be good, whatever that is for y'all, who is our most important player? Not our best player, but who is our most important player for that? Hmm. That's a good question. Two minds, came, two names came into my mind first. Uh, I'll just say them. I uh, the two names that first came up were Trevor Brazil and uh, Caleb Battle. Were Wait, my first say two. say those again because AD just said Taco Fall. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, that'd be sick. The first two names that came in my mind were Trevor Brazil and and Caleb uh, Battle. Okay. Okay. Um, I how come I, real quick? How come Treyman Mark? I, I think is great. I until I just see him play more non one on one ball. I don't think he would. I would pit him number one. And Brazil's just been so on or off. When he's on, he just he makes our team hard to guard. And Battle's just a guy that our our offense is struggling. I just I just give him the ball and at least hope that he's on that night. Um, th- that I uh, those would probably be my two answers. Yep. Ad. So, I also had two people come to mind. I'd had Brazil. I also had Devo. The reason for those two is because Battle and Mark, for the most part, probably going to give you ten to fifteen a night, maybe a little more. Should. Um, say Mitchell Lawson Graham, they give you ten to fifteen. Those three. Um, I feel like for Brazil, our team gets elevated when he because also it's what he can do. So he can he's a, he can hit threes, and I think he can get a lot of offensive rebounds, be kind of a menace defensively and offensively. But he's inconsistent. Devo, I would say the same, and him being the only guy from last year, he has a lot of experience from the three previous tournament teams in the process. I feel like our team will also kind of go up and down depending on how he performs. So if he can improve consistency, um, I think that will go a long way um, as well. So, yeah, the two kind of inconsistent players, I think if they can become um, what we know they can do, it'll improve overall team by by quite a lot. What do you think, All right, I'll make I'll make mine real quick, and then, Chase, you can close. Three years ago, similar team. Devo Davis is a freshman. I think that's the year that Note was coming off the bench as a six man. 
we were pretty good, but then he made a lineup change late in the season, and he started uh, he, he started Jalen Williams and Devo Davis. Those are the two switches, two Arkansas kids. The guy for me this year, and y'all are going to be like, oh, that's I'm you're assuming you're going to say crazy. Lady Blocker. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, late, it's, it's not just opinion, although <laughs> I do love Pinion's form. He's, he's a great shooter. It's late in Blocker to me because he brings the same sort of energy and kind of like recklessness that Devo did freshman year. And I think the more confidence you get not only helps us this year, but I think keeps him around another year and he could potentially be a three or four year player like Devo, which I would love to have another Devo, a guy who really cares about the program and plays really hard. And so to me, it's Layden and it's just, it literally is dependent on one thing. It's experience. He's got to get more playing time and he must has got to let him make mistakes. Yeah. He's not like a sixth year player. Like all these guys, he's like 18 years old. Let him make mistakes. He's going to play hard. He's going to make some incredible, like, athletic plays that you're like, gosh, that was that was a miraculous block. And then he'll just throw it to the other team. It's like, ah, okay. Let him do it. I think we're going to be better for it in the long run. Uh, to me, he's our key because all those other guys, y'all said, I think they're going to show up. But you're right, Brazil. Brazil needs to wake up. Diva needs to wake up. But to me, it's number six. Yeah, it's hard to argue. I think that's a good point. Anything else? We'll wrap it up. Well, Arkansas did just a quick snippet. Since Daniel's such a big Eastern Michigan guy, we got a transfer from there. His name is Andres. No, pronounce it. What? Andres? Try to pronounce that. Andreas Keltkasov Paskey from Denmark by no, way of Eastern mm. Michigan. Six, Eastern six, Michigan, five baby. fifty, Big guy. Or 550? Sorry. <laughs> okay. Shoot. Six, five, five, fifty. Shoot, dude. Dang. See you guys next week. Thanks for making it to the end of this episode of Hogball. You can listen to every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. And make sure to give us a follow on Twitter slash X at Hogball Podcast. Go Hawks.